Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast and boy oh boy it is going to be daily from now on. Content is king and baseball is back baby. Baseball is back. It's an emergency pod. It is 10 to 10 p.m. here in the UK but had to get the podcast fired up. You have had all sorts of content coming at you for the past three months. I only felt right to get the emergency pod fired up and I had to get two of Marlin's Twitter goats in the house. Sean Barrett, the beard to be feared. Actually, the beard is looking trimmed, but still the beard to be feared. Sean, how are we doing? Two emergency pods in a month. It's uh, certainly heated up, hasn't it? It absolutely has. Finally! <laughs> Insert Brad, Brad Ziegler gif right now. <laughs> get it in there. Sean is in the mix. Um, I've also got one of the fish stripes alum in the house, and it is Kevin B. Kevin Barral. Kevin, how we doing, brother? Oh, I can't be doing it. It feels great, man. There's just another way to say it. I feel great. We all, I think we're all very happy today. Finally get a deal done, and we're finally going to get that uh, Brian Reynolds trade done. Let, let's hope. Oh, baby. So we're recording this now. It is, yeah, now seven minutes to 10 uh, UK time. The deal is scheduled to be ratified in around about an hour's time. At that moment, or whatever that moment is, by all accounts, free agency is open. Players can talk to their clubs again, and trades can be dropped. So listen, it is going to be eyeballs all over Twitter at 11. Um, Sean, over under on one minute <laughs> before the first deal is announced. One minute for any team, not just the Marlins, but any team. Do you think they drop a deal immediately? I, I, I have to say no, simply because I think it will happen quickly. I think it will happen within the first hour. But in the first minute, that's going to that's gonna reek of teams and players having already talked during the lockout, and no one's going to want to admit to that. So I think even if their deal's already locked in and ready, they'll wait an hour just to sort of clear themselves away from that drama. Yeah, makes sense. What about you, Kev? How quick how, you know, do you think it's going to happen? Are they going to let the dust settle for an hour? Is that what's going to happen? And then it's just going to be a frenzy? I think, it'll be, I think it'll be a little bit of time. Then we'll get some deals. Hopefully the Marlins are in there because I know they're going to make a trade. We know that. I'll go over a minute. I think in the first hour we'll get some minor signings. But man, if we get a, a, a Correa signing or a Chris oh. Bryant type of signing in the first oh. hour, the hot stove is back and it's and it's boiling, Pete. Oh boy, it absolutely is. Kev, how concerned were you about this season though? Not to take us into a negative spot, but were you concerned at all? I I haven't really been looking into it until now that it's ramping up. Uh, I was concerned. I was concerned. Uh, I was always the optimist, I would tell Eli and the boys, but mm. it uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to say, man. It's just so difficult. I thought there wasn't going to be a season when they canceled another set of games. I was like, oh, we're going to get at least 140, 130 games, something like that at that point because – these sides seem so far apart, but mm. man, they got it together and thank God it didn't get ruined by the Mets. And you'll probably get into that at some point, but we know <laughs> Scherzer and Lindor were out there do, um, doing what, what they usually do. They, they do Mets, what the Mets do. So Absolutely. I've seen, and this is the thing, we're recording this almost real time, a bit like what me and Sean did a few weeks ago with uh, the Derek Jeter news, where we haven't had time to actually digest anything. We're just kind of putting the mic on and just seeing what happens. But I did see that there was the eight board members, uh, the executive yes. board, voted against this, plus four other teams. So 12 in total votes, I believe, yeah. were against. And that included the Mets. The Mets, <laughs> the, Mets. the Yankees were another team. It's... Of course. 
Yankees, it's, it's Mets. The big, it, it was the big market teams pretty much. I think Houston Astros? was the number one. Yeah, I saw the Astros. Astros yeah. yeah. They, they've obviously got an axe to grind, I guess, or something with, with the MLB. I don't know. But um, yeah, interesting. Oh, it's right here. Mets, Yankees, Astros, and Cardinals. The Cardinals are a little bit surprising, but those are the yeah. four Maybe that's Austin Dean's influence. I don't know. Shout out to Austin <laughs> Dean. <laughs> I don't know, but it's going to be wild. Sean, me and you have spoke at length over the past three months, and I appreciate all the, all the, the conversations we've had. Was there any moment where you were wavering that this deal was going to get done this year? I thought it was always going to get done in some shape or form. I mean, even as early as about an hour ago, I think I tweeted in response that I didn't think we were going to get it today. Um, so obviously I was way off on that, but you know, there were a lot of issues um, that needed to be cleared up as, as Kevin said, they were so far away at times. It just seemed uh, like it was going to take forever. Even as early as an hour ago, there were issues being brought up, you know, the owners kept adding this and that to the, to the proposed deal. Um, and I thought that was going to throw spanners in the work, but ultimately they got it done. Um, it would have been nice for more of the players union to have agreed on the deal. You know, a split union is probably going to favor the owners in the long run. Mm. Um, but ultimately, you know, let's not take away from what is a super positive day. We've got baseball back. That's all that matters. Super positive day is right. We're going to kind of piece together the all the kind of details of it in the next couple of days, work out what it means, what it means for spring, what it means for schedules, what it means for double headers. I guess that's the other thing, uh, Kev. What we've heard is um, to make up the games they've missed, they're going to miss a couple of weeks. They're going to make them up, but nine inning doubleheaders are back. And also what's gone, the runner on second uh, oh, starting extras is gone as well, we hear, right? The ghost runner is gone. Um, oh what's your what's your reaction on those uh, those decisions? I'm reacting to the second the, the man on second thing right now live, and, and I love it. I hated that rule. <laughs> it's so biased towards the home team when you look at it because yeah, yeah. away team has to score at least two to three runs to have a chance. Home team, all they have to do if the away team doesn't do anything is two sack flies and that's it. That's game. You, you yeah. win it. So I'm very happy that rule's gone. I know we'll get into the playoff rule as well because that's going to help the Marlins big time. And I don't know, man. Baseball's back. I'm excited. Uh, that man on second rule was so bad. I don't even know why they kept it over the DH in the 2021 season. So <laughs> I'm glad it's gone because I was not a fan of that rule whatsoever. We saw it for the Marlins a couple of times, how it hurt them throughout this season itself and a little bit in 2020 as well. I think it was the mm. Toronto Blue Jays game where it hurt them in 2020 and Dunedin, I think it was. Or Yeah, no, I yeah. think you're right. I think you're right. If, if I recall, actually, they got two extras. It was Cervelli hit the home run. The Valley bomb off Bass, if you recall, to get two extras. Yeah. I think it was. So there we go. I mean, crazy scenes. But you're right, it did. The Marlins, I don't think, actually uh, had a good record in that in that kind of uh, oh, the, format. Uh, they couldn't have. No. So, guys, I need to get an ad in because otherwise I'll forget them. So I'm just going to call one out now. And I've had, I've had a few beers. I'm not going to lie. I'm calling out to the listeners now. I've had a few beers. I'm, I've been celebrating. Why not? So we're going to get a first ad in before I forget. And... Sean, who do you think the ad is, uh, if you had to call it? Who would be your go-to ad? Uh, Bill Bar. <laughs> of course it is. It's our guys over at Bill Bar. And it is March 10th. And if you haven't given up on a resolution right now, then, well, you deserve to. But if you've been sticking to yours, eat right, it's thanks to Bill Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you actually enjoy eating them. Here's the question, and I posed it to you many, many times. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, 
you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. Yeah, you heard that right. Protein-infused marshmallow. Fluffy marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat covered in 100% real chocolate. If you like what you're hearing, get yourselves over to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. Oof, Sean, you were correct on the on the Built Bar ad for sure. No pressure. Yeah, well, it was probably one of one of three maybe you'd go with. But anyway, um, yeah, bet online maybe coming later, I guess. But anyway, um, one ad done. I've got it on time. That's that's the first thing. Okay, so this this deal is done. The we're waiting for spring and all these bits to be announced. But I guess the key question right now, Sean, is. What are you most excited about now? Now we've got this deal done, what excites you most about 2022 for the Miami Marlins? It's it's a genuinely interesting season, I think. We've got a 462-game season. We're, we're going to really see how this team has been built, the depth that they've got. Obviously, there's some pieces that we're going to hope that they're going to address in the next couple of days or weeks. But ultimately, this is... You know, this is one of the years where going in as Marlins fans are thinking, we've got a real shot here. We've, we, this is now the the final stages of this rebuild that we've gone through. This is now the win now. This is the all-in stage, as they've called it. You know, this is now the time when we can look forward to play, watching games and winning consistently. I'm with you, Kev. The news sounds like it's a 12-team postseason. Um, so there was talk of 14. I was 99%. I would have put almost my house on 14 teams to get a deal done. It sounds like it's 12 um, based on Twitter. Twitter's never wrong, so it's going to be 12. What's your take on that one? Are you happy with the 12-team format? Definitely. I think 14 was a little bit too much. 16 was just way too much. We saw that <laughs> in 2020. It, it's going to help the Marlins either way. I'll take yeah. it either way, but 12 just seems right. You're going to get teams staying competitive throughout the whole season unless you're in the bottom, bottom tiers of like the Pittsburgh Pirates mm-hmm. or the – who knows? I mean, now watch the Pittsburgh Pirates being contention halfway through the season, but yeah. you just never know. And this is what's going to help these lower teams not want to tank. So, you know, they, they implemented the draft lottery. Now they implemented the 12-team postseason. They're trying to get teams to not want to tank and not want to be bad to just get a number one overall pick, which now isn't even secured because of this draft lottery. And, you know, now you saw the ban of the shift. They want more offense. More teams are going to look for big bats like the Marlins. We know they will. So there's a lot that goes into this 12-team postseason, which the main reason is also they, they want money. So they're going to get more TV revenue, more TV deals started. You know, we just saw Apple TV making a good deal there for the MLB, a couple Friday night games, which is we hopefully see the Marlins one. So I'm excited, man. And 12 teams, Marlins have a fair shot now. You know, we saw it in 2020. It helped them. It was a 60-game stretch. But 2022, the team is a lot better. We have new pieces. New come. Hopefully we get some other pieces, which they have to do. So, hey, Miami's definitely going to be in there. I think we'll see them in the wild card. I would be absolutely shocked if they win the division, to be honest with you. If they win the division, do you say? Oh, yeah, if they win, I'll, I'll be oh. shocked. I, I don't even know what I'll do if they win it. <sighs> Too right. I mean, I, I, we'd all be shocked if, if they won the division, yeah. only, only because you've got the World Series champs in there, plus yeah. the Mets who are – they're taking – the, the Mets are the Mets, Pete. We, 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 yeah, we exactly. hype them up way too much. Started the season. They were in first place the whole time. Mm. Right after that, everything went went down. It crashed and burned. So I knew I knew in 2021. I knew in 2021 for sure the Mets 
as soon as they signed Jonathan VR, I knew exactly what was going to happen. <laughs> they were, he was the perfect. Like Jonathan VR sums up the Mets absolutely perfectly. Um, I'm, I'm not. He convinced. was good though. He was good for the Mets. No, he was. I, no, don't yeah. don't get me wrong. He he was, but like it just the 2020 version of Jonathan VR felt like a Met where the talent was there, but the mind would just disappear at, at certain times for sure. So 12 it is, Sean. What's your take on the 12? You, I think you're probably happy there too as well, right? I'm happy with 12. My issue with the 14-12 team playoffs was never about having too many teams in there and the dilution of the regular season. It was that, you know, in the negotiations, 14 teams was going to be too much for the players' union to give up. Um, for what they got in return. So I think 12 is a good idea. See how that goes in the next however many years it is. We don't, I'm not quite sure if we know how long this agreement's for, but let's say it's next five or so years. You know, we can re- they do readdress it then, I'm sure, and turn it into a 14 team. But jumping straight to 14 for me was, was just too much. Yeah, I, my... Assessment is I, I liked 14 because the reality is it gives, gives the Marlins a better chance. We're in the mid-tier right now. And so that was, it was a true bias decision. Like 12 in general, I think makes sense and is logical. One extra team, three wild cards, I guess. It makes sense. It's just purely from as a Marlins fan. We just want more opportunities, one more spot because we're a mid-tier. You know, we're in that mid-pack that's going to be scuffling probably. So... You know that was that was truly what it was. I, yeah, I think it's fine. I'm really intrigued to see the way that some of these rule changes kind of come in. I don't think that's going to happen immediately. They're talking maybe. I mean, we haven't seen the details, but there's maybe talk about the shift in 2023 and uh, obviously this pitch clock. Maybe bigger bases. I don't know. It's you know there's a lot that's being packed in this international draft too, Sean. That we uh, we spoke about uh, a few months ago actually when we we're talking about. Uh, this topic and that there probably should be to protect some of the young kids like the the method around this there's too much stink around some of the the way that the players are kind of forced into situations or whatever goes on I don't know but nevertheless we'll wait to see what happens um I guess 12 teams it is three wild cards a piece I think that feels like the right kind of level um I'm going to let you boys consider and think about what is going to happen, what the moves the Marlins are going to make uh, before, well, the other side of this ad. So let's get this second ad done, and then we can kind of think about who are the dom- what the domino effect's going to be, who's going to be uh, in the mix for the Marlins. Uh, so before we get there, guys, time to tell you about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From the latest odds, contests, player props, betonline.net. It's the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Bet online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. And Kevin, give it to me now. Where is the game going to start for these Marlins straight after this lockout? What are you expecting? Not what are you hoping for? What are you expecting the Marlins to do? I'm expecting them to make a big deal, man. We've heard Craig Mish say it many times. They're going to make a deal. Um, Who's in the deal? Give me the names. Who's in this deal? Come on. Brian Reynolds. Let's let's get Brian Reynolds. Let's get Brian Reynolds. It's a big deal. This was the deal that that Jeter vetoed. So in my opinion, now it's Kimeng. 
she wanted to make that deal supposedly i mean this is all in my this is all just me in my head thinking kim and had this deal ready to go and jeter was the one who vetoed it it supposedly is a painful trade you know we've heard craig miss say many times what if she does it now what if she convinces pittsburgh let's make this deal right now and and let's put miami back in the 75 to 80 win column sign a good reliever i've always been andrew chafing guy that guy's gonna be very cheap he's a very uh, a good reliever Maybe you can go out there and get yourself a Kenley Jansen. Miami wasn't taught, you know, it was a rumor right before the lockout. Miami can make a lot of, lot of movement. And I think if you even get a Kyle Schwarber, who was very, very close, I think, in my opinion, to coming to Miami, I mean, they were talking the deals. Castellanos was another one. I don't know how that'll affect now since Jeter is gone, because I know it was John Heyman. I don't even know who to believe at this point because they were saying deal was going to be done, deal was going to be done, and it never happened. But yep. John Heyman said it a couple times. They said that they met, they spoke. But now they don't know how it's going to go since Jeter is gone. But I'm really excited to see what Kim Ang does because she seems like the kind of person who wants to win now as well as Jeter did. But it's it's going to have to be mainly going through trades. And that's what I think has been reiterated many times with Craig Mish saying he, they, they're going to make a big splash. You know, he said it in a Swings and Mish's podcast right at the end. Mm-hmm. Miami's going to make a big move. He said it on the Dan Lebatari show. They're going to make a big move. He said it on Spaces as well that Miami is going to make a big time trade. And man, I hope that name is Brian Reynolds because we would have our center fielder for at least the next four to five years under control with a very cheap contract. The other name I would personally like is Teoscar Hernandez. That guy is going to be really good for the Miami Marlins. That outfield is pretty crowded right now. So Mm -hmm. I've seen you talking about about Teoscar. He's the name I think of when I think of Kevin Barral. There's been a lot of Teoscar Hernandez talk from you on Twitter for sure. So I'm I'm with you. I mean, a lot of power. I love the guy. Yeah. And Toronto's interested in pitching. You can maybe give up Eliezer and a couple prospects. But if you give up Pablo, I think it would have to be one or two maybe mid to low level prospects, especially Pablo. Right now, if you trade him, it would be selling very, very low when, mm-hmm. when you look at it. Because this guy hasn't played a full season yet with the Marlins. You know, he played one game at the end of the season. Yep. And from the injury, you know, we, we still don't know where Pablo's at uh, with the, at least half a season. I would like to see him. And if it gets to the point where Miami's in this thing, all the pitchers are going at it. Pablo's playing well. We can make a big deal, maybe trade Pablo. I mean, that's been the talk. Uh, but if, man, Teoscar would be a nice acquisition. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it in free agency, Schwarber, that's the issue. <laughs> Miami would have the worst offensive outfield in the MLB if we get Kyle Schwarber. I'm just going to say right now, because left field for Jesus Sanchez is no bueno. Avisal Garcia doesn't have the body to play center field because he's not going to be that fast grab, you know fly balls or whatever. And then you have Kyle Schwarber, who, yes, he's <laughs> accustomed to that position, but Boston tried to move him to first base, and we saw how that came out. Mm-hmm. seems like they didn't want him there. And then you have that DH where it just doesn't make sense to put Kyle Schwarber in there because you have Coop, Aguilar, and Lewin. I think they're going to spring training with all three, and then they'll make the choice on who starts and who they trade. And all three guys, or two out of the three, are injury-prone, which is Le- which is uh, Coop and Aggie. So, We'll see, but they've shown commitment to all three guys, which is what I'm very surprised about. They tried to offer Aggie a contract extension. I don't know if that was all their Jeter. They tried to get Coop. They're, they're trying to keep Cooper. The you know, Baseball America even predicted him in 2025 to be the DH. And then Lay when it was a young guy who they haven't given him the proper chance, mm-hmm. but he's impressed me a lot in that Chicago series last year. Um, Baltimore, he hit up, he hit a couple homers. It, Man, Miami is going to be a very scary team if they make some of these moves. And I'm very excited. This may be possibly the most exciting season out of the whole rebuild for the Marlins. I know 2021 was, but that was 
an utter disappointment, nothing to mm-hmm. say the less. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what, what Kim Eng has because she has more say. Kim Eng is a dealer and she knows how winning is. She wants to win. I'm with you. Sean, as you sip on your homemade cocktail, which is an adios mother effer um, by name. I couldn't drop the full title, but it's an adios mother effer. Um, just how timely was it today that we had a Joe Frizzaro, we had a, you know, Daniel Alvarez, we had Isaac Azut, all the guys through us, you know, the usual spring training clips coming in, not quite spring training, but you know what I'm saying. How timely was it, though, that you had a Max Meyer montage of strikeouts and a J.J. Blade bomb, an absolute bomb, off the Nats, I believe, top prospect, if not top, a top three Dude, prospect Cavalli, for the Nats, yes. off Cavalli. How timely could that be based on what has just happened and the types of names that may be involved in maybe a Pirates discussion, an Orioles discussion, a Diamondbacks discussion? How timely was it for those boys? It really is. I mean, it's a, it's a situation where you are wetting the appetite of these teams, showing you what, you know, showing these guys who are, you know, more or less major league ready. Um, you know, these teams are rebuilding uh, and they're young guys. So that's what they're going to be looking for. I think uh, Kevin's right. I think a centre fielder is absolutely the way to go. Free agent options at the moment, the corner guys, I just don't see it myself. And I think the biggest thing for me isn't the the idea of the player that we bring in. It's the fact that they're in that market, bringing in those top players. You know, when Jeter went, it was, you know, there was all this negative talk about the Marlins. It's something that as a Marlins fan, you just get used to. You know, the national media are always going to dump on the Marlins. So the fact that we're now in the situation where we can look forward to that big trade. And it's, and as Mish said, it's going to hurt. It's, these guys, you know, the Myers, the Bladets, uh, even major league talent. He said that there, sh- there could potentially be major league talent. So maybe you're looking at um, Pablo or Eddie Cabrera. He even brought up the idea that the Marlins probably weren't going to the season with Wendell and Anderson as well. You know, it'll be one or the other. So mm-hmm. what happens there? Ultimately, there are, there are moves to be made and the Marlins own the position to have the assets to make those moves. And that, for me, is the most exciting thing, that we can go out and take the potentially the best centre fielder in baseball right now and say, yeah, we've got the assets to acquire him. Let's go and do it. I'm with you. Do they get it done? Do you think they get Reynolds done in the next couple of days? I sure hope so. I think I think there's a, there's a couple of guys, and as you said before, we talked to death about the trades that are out there, and but that's the point. We we're not sure what it is at the moment. It could be Reynolds, it could be Cattell Marte, uh, it could be Mullins. We just don't know at the moment. But the fact that we're in the market for any of those three, um, that really would piece together an offense that I think would scare any team. I'm with you. Guys, I'm going to let you all get out of here because this has come together at a fast pace and uh, I think we're, we've made good progress and we've given us good reaction. I'm just going to uh, I'm going to ask one final question in one second to you boys. Um, but before before I do that, I'll just quickly summarize what I think happens. I think the, the Marlins make the move and they pull the trigger on Reynolds. I think that deal was queued up. Jeter nixed it and I think Kim pulls the trigger on it and that's her first major deal. I think they go and they get a deal done with the White Sox for Kimbrell and they get that closer sorted immediately as well. I think they just go bang, bang, get it done. And I still think they get into Schwarber and they get him signed too. I think one of the guys, Aggie Coop, 
um, or Lewin are moved as part of a deal maybe to get Kimbrell. And that's where that's where I see things, the pieces being moved around. Maybe BA, perhaps, you know, or, or, or Wendell even. Someone gets moved, Kimbrell's in, Schwarber's in, and Reynolds are in, and the Marlins are absolutely ready to rock and roll and take the NL East uh, by storm. The boys are, like, legit looking to contend. Boys, that's my assessment of it. Baseball is back, and I'm absolutely pumped. You boys are pumped. Everyone's pumped. It is sensational on Twitter. We've had a lot of fun the last, like, couple of hours. It's just great to be back, having fun, doing what we do best. One final question for you boys. Uh, spring training will start very, very soon. The king of spring, unclear on where he signs. Sean Barrett, where does Lewis Brinson sign and where does he start his spring training journey this year? Oh, crikey. That is an awful question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where does he go? Um, let's, let, the Orioles are topical. Let's go with the Orioles. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be a position they need major league bats. They're going to need a centre fielder. Uh, so, yeah, let's put him there. Love it. Kev, final word on uh, the King of Spring. This is probably the hardest question you've ever given me, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a tough one. I was thinking Pirates at first, but they have so much centre fielders. Or they have so much outfielders. It just doesn't make sense. Baltimore's a good team. They have a centre fielder. I see Lewis Brinson-Moore as a centre fielder. Never doubted me on the defensive end, but, man, Let's go Arizona Diamondbacks. He's going to go to a rebuilding team. Uh, he's not going to go to a contender. Uh, very unlikely he goes to a contender. Maybe even the Rockies would be a good option for Brent. The Rockies is a good option. Coors there we Field, go. that's a great option as well. So Arizona or Colorado, I'll say. Looks like Arizona wants to move on from Cattell. They could put him at second. Brinson could take over center field. And he's going to go to a rebuilding team, which could give him a chance to show off, hopefully, hopefully, all his ability. Because I do wish Lewis Brinson the best. Uh, thankfully, he's no longer Marlon. They got rid of him, but he's a great guy. I love him. Uh, I, I just wish him the best on another team. I'm, unfortunately, didn't work out with the Marlins. Kev, you've nailed it on here. I've just you, you've got it nailed on. Brinson in cause. I mean, come on, baby, that would be sensational. I tell you where Brinson has always hit well, though. When he's hit well in San Diego, seems to be a little landing spot. That's a good option too. Wouldn't shock me if he ended up as a former as a, teammate Cervelli in there in El Foro. There you go. There's a connection there. So I'm going to go that Brintz, the King of Spring, um, signs a minor league deal with the Padres, lights it up in spring, doesn't crack the roster, but we do see him playing for the Padres in the 2022 season. Lewis Brinson with the Padres pushing in the NL West. Boys, Kevin, Sean, that has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you finding the time to hop on at the very, very last minute. Baseball is back, guys. Locked on Marlins is going to be back and the pace is going to ramp up. We are going to be switching to probably daily very, very soon, if not immediately. So keep those eyes peeled. I'm hoping that tomorrow's episode will be with Daniel Alvarez, who actually, let's call it out now, the GOAT Daniel Alvarez. I'm putting it down that he broke the news. He broke the news that the deal was done ahead of Jeff Passan, who was still trying to log into his account. Daniel Alvarez... Hundred uh, sensational, and I can't believe Jeff Passan was hacked either on on this day oh, of all days. So stunning, yeah. boys. Kev, Sean, appreciate the time, guys. To the listeners, we are going to be back very, very soon, and let's just embrace and enjoy this moment. Baseball is back.